You're listening to the Liverpool Comedy Quota, the only EU-ratified comedy podcast in the city. I'm your host, Jay Burnley, finally back after a brief hiatus for holidays, gastroenteritis, my daughter's first birthday, queuing for Harry Potter tickets, and preparing for Edinburgh, which is what the show will be focusing on this month as we preview the comedy festival and report live from the Fringe. There's no news this week as Nino Nino is determined to prove her innocence in the uh, Comedy Quota News Mocking Trial, where she's accused of mocking the news and making cheap jokes from celebrity mishaps. I can state unequivocally right now that I had no knowledge that she was mocking people, and although I run and appear on the show, I'm appalled that this news mocking has been going on. Taking a lead from FIFA executives and news editors, she will prove her innocence by doing what all honest people do and resigning, then using a combination of ignorance, stupidity, and the fact that everybody else is doing it as her defence. She'll be back as soon as she's been called in front of a panel of her peers to tell them what she can't remember. Liverpool Comedy Quota. Nothing funny in this bit. Just don't buy the sun. Coming up in this edition of the Comedy Quota, it's just like Harry Potter is bringing you part one of our Edinburgh preview, with part two coming on Monday, uh, as we go a little bit more regular during August for the Comedy Festival. Uh, this August, the great and the good in comedy will descend on Scotland's capital with their stand-up, improv, sketch shows and chat shows, uh, determined to become the next big thing. But before we get to interview them, uh, we'll be talking to friend of the quota, Jess Bolger, who'll be our Sherpa as we climb Mount Hehe, uh, helping us up there and down here with a fan's guide to the Fringe. And we also have an interview with former Liverpool student and British Premier's Irish-Iranian stand-up, Patrick Monaghan. Currently appearing on, and in our minds, one of the front-runners to win, ITV's Show Me The Funny. He is definitely one funny hugger. The Edinburgh Fringe Festival is the largest arts festival in the world and takes place every August for three weeks in Scotland's capital city. This year it's from the 4th to the 29th and you'll be able to get up there and see some of the biggest names in comedy uh, doing uh, their own one-man shows or one-woman shows. Uh, you'll also be able to see, uh, on, uh, thanks to um, PBH's Free Fringe, um, a load of comedy for nothing for free. Absolutely nada um, if you get up there. Um, so there's something for everybody from the smallest uh, up starting out comedian uh, to the biggest headliners in the UK and from across the world. It brings in roughly uh, about 75 million to the economy. Um, I think that's for the whole UK economy. So it is a great, a great uh, festival, um, not just for comedy, but there is kids' stuff there and theatre. And what we what we decided to do for the comedy quota is to bring in some people who are performing there, uh, some people who are going up to review some of the things for us. Uh, and this week we have Jess Bolger um, from uh, the Liverpool Royal Court, um, who organises organizes Liverpool's Comedy Festival, uh, just to talk about what what her, her role is up there and what she'll be doing and how she'll be helping me out. Um, so on the show we've got Jess Bolger again. Thank you for coming back in from the, from the Royal Court um, in, involved in the uh, Liverpool Comedy Festival. Yeah. Uh, but you're coming to talk to us about the Edinburgh Comedy Festival and how it links in with what you do. Yeah. Um, and to give us a little bit of a guide about uh, for anybody who's going up from Liverpool to Edinburgh about do's and don'ts and who to go and watch and sort of uh, where to go and drink is my, <laughs> my favourite one. Uh, so so uh, how, you, you work for the Royal Court and the Liverpool Comedy Festival Trust, is it? Is it uh, Trust? Yeah, the Liverpool Comedy Festival, Trust. which is run so, by the Comedy Trust. Comedy, Comedy Trust. Yeah. And um, what you what you tend to do is go to comedy festivals and be a scout, basically. Look, sift for the, the hidden gems and the golden nuggets. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So I, I watch um, a lot of shows with the view to 
uh, bringing them to Liverpool for the comedy festival, seeing which shows uh, might fit in well with our festival, and, and bringing bringing acts to the uh, to the people of the city. So, is there a specific sort of remit you have when you start out, or is it, you know we're going to try and find musical comedians, or is it just as whatever's best up there that you've seen? Yeah, really, it's just it's just about the quality and stuff. I mean, Liverpool does have quite a specific audience in terms of the comedy, so that you kind of have an idea of what what shows will sell and what people will like. Yeah. Um, which is quite often maybe people who've popped up on panel shows on the TV or people who've got a little bit of a profile already. Yeah. Um, but it's also nice to, to sort of try and find a couple of shows that are just really, really good quality and sort of try and persuade an audience down here to watch them as well. <laughs> so so how, how long have you been doing that then? How many years have you been going up to Edinburgh and, and sifting through the detritus? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last sort of three or four years I've probably been going up with a view to, to sort of work. Um, yeah. But this will be my eighth consecutive Edinburgh Flippin festival. Yeah. It's only my third. I feel like <laughs> oh. a virgin. Um, <laughs> it, so what, what's your, have you? Um, what, what's been your favourite find in sort of, you know, some somebody that you wouldn't have known about and then brought them down here and then they've been massive at the time. Is it? <laughs> uh, or sort of just bubbling under. Oh, who's, um, who's your favourite in general that, that you've brought down and gone? Yeah, he's brilliant. Um. There's or she. Been... <laughs> just just realised what I said. Yeah, Male-dominated industry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we had a couple of people booked in this year uh, for the Comedy Festival who are fantastic acts, who are, who are people I've seen in Edinburgh and I mm. wouldn't have known about had I not seen in Edinburgh. People like Colin Holt um, and Johnny Roberts. Um, and also Paul Foote I hadn't seen much of before yeah. uh, before I started going up to Edinburgh, who did really, really well in this year's festival as well. Right. So um, so it is really nice to, to see people come down. Do you get to see some of the uh, Liverpool com- com- comedians uh, up there as well? I mean, there's people like Jolly Boat and um, I'm trying to think who else. If these, uh, well, obviously John Bishop and people like that. Do you, get, do, do you get to see those as well or do you just stay away from those because you see them? I see some of them. Um, I did see Jolly Boat show last year and that was great and that's sort of one of the reasons I booked them in for the, the festival as well. Yeah. Um, I tend to try and watch some of the stuff that doesn't usually come down to Liverpool or act that I don't know about before. So it's yeah. nice to see newer people. Um uh, although sometimes I do see sort of maybe acts have done Royal Hyde and you've only seen them doing 20 minutes. It's mm. nice to go and see them do a full hour and do a, do a, a full show. Yeah. Um, but but tend to tend to sort of stay towards the, the people I, I don't know or don't get a chance to see as often. So it can be a bit hit and miss then. Who's just sort of yeah, taking a punt? You basically. definitely got to take a risk. That's sort of most. That's a lot of the fun of Edinburgh is just walking into to a venue and just picking some random name off a board and and it might be the best thing you've ever seen and it equally might be the worst that you've ever seen, but. See, and that, and that seamlessly links into top tips for Edinburgh. Um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> part of the reason we got you on the show is to sort of, uh, you're, you're going up, you'll probably be hopefully helping me out with some of the comedy <laughs> podcasting right. up there, yep. the reviews and stuff. Um, just sort of tips for anybody who's coming up from Liverpool uh, up to Edinburgh for the festival of sort of do's and don'ts and who to go and see and sort of what, what you advise for people to go up to when they're going up to Edinburgh. Um I would see the top, well, as I said, the top tip probably is is just try something new. Don't don't just look for the names that you've seen on TV or the people you've seen on Eight Up Ten Cats. Mm. Um, just take a chance on someone you've never heard of before, um, and you can pick that any way you want. I mean, it might be that someone's got a really good picture in the brochure. That's what quite often I'll I'll just see a poster I like the look of and give it a try. Or if you've got, you know, make sure you leave yourself time where you haven't got anything booked in that you mm. can just go and have a wander around. Um, and if you're feeling particularly sort of um, 
adventurous you can wander around the free fringe which is probably ah, a, the free fringe. Um, a sort of bigger hit and miss or or you can just walk into a big venue like the pleasance and and just pick someone off the board just take a chance and go and see them the pleasance is the big yellow one isn't it it is there's yellow purple uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how okay but the pleasance is quite nice because they have a, a beer garden there as well don't they it's so you really can just nice. yeah, mill you around can and just have a chat and like um it, another time it's, it's just talking to people it's it, there's such a, a great sort of spirit and great community at the fringe that you know quite a lot of time you'll spend in queues waiting to get into venues and you can just chat to the people around you in the queue they'll they'll give you tips on what they've seen that's brilliant you can swap tips with what you've seen that you've really enjoyed and um word of mouth is always my best way for finding out about stuff mm. um it's you know you can read reviews and things but at the end of the day they are all just people's opinions and um a lot of the time there'll be maybe a buzz about a particular show or someone will be really coming through and you can get a chance to go and see them um, and more than more often than not, that's then the person that will probably crop up on the panel shows. So yeah. you can say you've been there first, and you've seen them. <laughs> you've seen them in a porter cabin with six people. So <laughs> I've been in one of those porter cabins. I, I believe you me, they're, they're not going to be on any panel shows. Um, so, well, no, no, the, the one that I saw, not everybody. It was, it was, it, it, she was all right, but it was it was more of a, a performance piece right, than it was comedy. Right. It was still good, but uh, anyway. Uh, so, in, uh, what about the? In, Without the uh, the festival, just outside and walking around, is there any kind of pubs or sort of uh, tips for navigation? Because I, the first couple of years I was there, it was very hard to figure out where everything was. And now, now yeah. I'm a, I'm like a Jedi. It's so vast, I think, but it's really hard. If people haven't been up, it's really hard to convey the scale of it mm. um, because um, it's not something like Glastonbury where it's just tents and fields. It is in the city, but every space that's available turns into a venue. So anywhere that you can imagine, there's probably a performance of some sort going on. Um, so yeah it's just kind of a question of finding your feet and once you've been around quite a few of the venues you'll sort of be able to navigate around them a bit bit more but you always have a map with you that's probably top tip there's a map in the fringe guide which i use quite a lot even now um and uh yeah so uh there was (laughs) this actually just reminded me there was there was one time i went up a few years ago that there was a show i'd booked to see that in my head started at uh started at 11 o'clock and in my head it also started in the pleasance which was fine because i was about five minutes away from there so i sort of started wandering over and as a i just thought well best check this check this listing and found that it didn't actually start it wasn't actually at the pleasance it was at the assembly rooms which, which is, is on the other side of yeah. Edinburgh. <laughs> the other side and of I the hill five minutes to get there so <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a runner but i ran across <laughs> edinburgh as fast as you can imagine made it about 10.59 I thought yeah. oh, brilliant I've done it because they're really strict about getting in yeah. you, know, you have to be on time and uh, then thought right best check this again to check what room it's in didn't start at 11 started at half past 11 hey. so <laughs> a completely unnecessary run across Edinburgh I've, um, I've, I've sort of done that I went to try and watch Ed Axel uh, and um, my mates had taken me out for a meal and I couldn't really be rude and sort of like right yeah. thanks for this I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to walk it down here so uh, I thought oh it won't it won't be too bad I had to get a taxi because I still didn't know at the time yeah. how to get everywhere realised in later that I could have walked it in about two yeah. minutes got this taxi I went one way system got there uh, two minutes after sorry it's locked oh, yeah that? i would say walking is definitely another tip i mean the, the edinburgh has a completely incomprehensible one-way system when it comes to roads <laughs> so anywhere that you've got to get is probably quickest walking um the sheer amount of people on the pavements there's pedestrians everywhere so you can kind of overpower the traffic system anyway <laughs> to be honest so, <laughs> it's like a revolution yeah um, just just walk wherever you need to be it's very hilly though so take some good shoes so so finally um, what's, what's your favorite thing about going to the edinburgh festival is it the the, some of the comedians or some of the pubs or the venues or oh, I think it's just everything really it's just the atmosphere of being up there it's um 
it's as I said there's a sort of this community spirit and there's you know performers and artists and audience members everywhere and walk into any sort of pub or any venue at any time <laughs> of the day and there'll be people to chat to and there'll be street performers everywhere and um, no street performers <laughs> <laughs> everywhere like they mines. are everywhere yes um <laughs> and yeah no it's just it's just the atmosphere of uh sort of the whole sort of arts industry and, yeah. and beyond really all coming together in in this beautiful city as well edinburgh's really really wonderful place to have it um that it's it's, it's my favorite time of year and my favorite place to be in august so Cool. Well, looking forward to having you on the uh, on the shows while I'm we're up there. Looking forward to doing it. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll speak to you again. Thanks a lot, Jess. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Next up, we have Patrick Monaghan, who you may have seen on shows such as uh, the Paul O'Grady Show, and recently, very recently, actually as we speak, uh, Show Me the Funny, uh, which is like an X Factor for comedians. Um, he's managed to get through the first couple of weeks. Um, looking strong, he's you know he's, he's one of the front runners as we believe. Again, another another person who uh, has strong links with Liverpool. I know Patrick from his days as a student here. Um, so we'll be talking about that and his time in Show Me the Funny, working with working with big names such as Paul O'Grady, uh, and also his time as warm up as warm up for a lot of shows uh, out there. So uh, this is the interview with Patrick. Uh, so on the line, uh, on a train, uh, we have Patrick Monaghan. Uh, nice to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Jay, always a pleasure. <laughs> Fantastic, loving it. My favourite mode of transport, the train. So. <laughs> Before we get started, uh, I, I try and make this show as professional as possible, and last night I was doing some research. Uh, well, yeah. I was, I was sat, sat on the toilet reading the Virgin mm. Media magazine that came through the door, and who should I see? This is true, this. I, I saw uh, a bloke I thought I recognised uh, in bed with um, Phil Tufnell and I think it was Linda, Lindsay Dawn McKenzie. No, no, uh, Jodie Marsh. Oh, was it Jodie Marsh? Jodie Marsh. Yeah. When did you see that? That was in, there was in uh, the, you know, they have a brochure that uh, comes yeah. through and tells you what's on the TV in Virgin yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, there's a Sky yeah. magazine. Um, you were in there. Um, it was, there was an interview with Phil Tufnell and it showed a picture of the three of you in bed together. So what, what was all that about then? Well, that was, it was a thing that we did... Um, that a few months ago <laughs> and uh, I think in fact it was probably last year it was um, after I'd just done the Edinburgh Festival I'd just come back yeah. and I'd done a month up there and um, and it was something they said oh look we should be up for doing this it's like a record breaking thing yeah. for this powwow whatever this 24 hour conference call and they said look they're looking for three people who could sit and talk for 24 hours non-stop you're not allowed to sleep you're not allowed to do anything but you're allowed to like <coughs> they're going to put us in a bed each Flipping and out. we could just sit there relax have food and just and chat, but we've but they put us in three different places. So um, we all met up at Victoria, sat yeah. on a big bed, had a big picture took, and then we all went off to three different places. So Phil Tuffnell stayed at Victoria. Yeah. Jody went to um, Waterloo, and then I went to London Bridge, and then we all just uh, laid there on our beds and we just chatted for 24 hours on this conference call. It was <laughs> if, any, if anybody could do that, you're you're oh. one of those people. <laughs> you know what? It was well, exactly. It was fantastic. I mean. They were quite funny. They were chipping in. I mean, she was quite good about it. Jodie was chipping in. And even Phil, Phil Tilton, was, he was funny. He had some great stories about it. He was just, you know, at three in the morning. It was just so surreal, just late there talking. And then, and then he was telling us a story about when he was in um, in India when they were doing the cricket tour. Yeah. And he was in his big drinking days, and they're all mad. And one night, they were so drunk, he, uh, he got dared to jump into a swimming pool. And he didn't think anything of it. And he just ran and jumped off the balcony. And then... The next day when he woke up, he realised that he jumped off the fifth floor of this hotel. <laughs> it, was like, it, just, it was great, just thinking, oh my God. This is <laughs> I mean, I've done crazy things in my time, but 
nothing like this. And then it was fantastic. We just spent all night, just everyone, like, just as we were talking, and obviously people could text or email in. And, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was it was good fun. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it, I mean, I think the hardest thing was just every now and again, not just, Falling you know, asleep for a little doze, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's cleared that up then. I was, I was, I was just <laughs> wondering why the three of you were in a bed. Um, but um, most people will have seen you on TV recently. You're on um, Show Me the Funny, aren't you? Um, yeah, in... oh, fantastic. Show Me the Funny. I mean, it, I mean, it was so, it's a great laugh because when there were terrors about it, we were too, um, nobody knew what it was or it was all, it's never been done before. It's a yeah. comic sort of thing, and it's, it was all quite secret and. They chose like a lot of comics and different people. I spoke to a few agents. They got loads of people to come. Then we did workshops, yeah. and they still wouldn't tell us what it was like. They just sort of said, "Look, it's like where comics will go to different gigs, and you just have to write new material." They're quite tough gigs, yeah. so I said, "Yeah, okay, this sounds like good fun. We do this all the time, you know." And then then we had to do showcases, and then they picked um, ten of us um, out of all them showcases to actually do this gig. Yeah. So we we basically, and they still wouldn't tell us exactly what all the shows about. It was all quite secret. And yeah. Went on and we did loads of workshops where they put loads of comics together and did different things. And then then they gave us topics to write jokes around and stuff. And then then we were given like, you know, we had like a half an hour time limit to come up with new sets. And yeah. Like so it was it was really good. It was like an assault course really for comedians. <laughs> and then and then we had to go and do a showcase. Eventually, after they did all them workshops, they got a load of people. And then every night. For a week or two, they put like a dozen comics on each night, and they did showcases. And then it was to a normal audience, punters with producers and stuff from the show sat in the back watching. Yeah. And then, and then they whittled it down to ten. And then even still, then you didn't know whether you were in or not. And then yeah. eventually, they said we're in, we're in, in the show. That's what my agent told them. And then, but then they didn't tell us who else was doing it. It was all like top secret. And we weren't allowed to tell anyone that was doing it. And then eventually, as soon as it starts, um, they wouldn't say where we're going because that's the whole point. Is to you know you got to turn up. You literally pick you up, put you on a train, and then you'll go somewhere, and then they'll pick you up, and then they'll t- take you there in and the then, morning or the night time, whatever, and then you literally, then you just do your task, like the first one we did in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. so, so you, you, came, you came up to Liverpool for the first one, uh, is yeah. that what, is it, I, I know you from Liverpool, is that where you yeah. started your comedy career, Is uh, coming up here and doing studying, well, basically? Yeah, I mean, not, I mean, I think I, 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 I sort of indirectly got a taste of it. I was at college with you guys. Do you remember when we were at college and we used to do daft things? We used to go out a bit of DJing in the local club. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the bar bar, the arena? Ah, the glory days. The bar bar's yeah. still there. <laughs> it's still there, the bar bar. Yeah, the arena's yeah. not, is it? Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, it's become Concert Square now and there's loads of different yeah, stuff there. Oh, so. God. Yeah, I did back there recently and oh, my God, it's turned into like Rio de Janeiro. It's all different, is not it? <laughs> it's all like little carnival festivals. Aye. So, yeah, so you were doing, did you do stuff up here or did you? And then twelve years, twelve years later, on TV, uh, yeah, with, with a good chance, with a good, do you reckon you've got a good chance of winning it? It's a big, well, it's a big no, prize, I, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, to be honest, I think there's a lot more, there's a lot more experience in that show than, than people realise. I mean, there's some really good actors. I mean, you've got Rudy Nicholas who's yeah. going twice as long as me. You've got Stuart Gosford who's fantastic. I mean, he's been doing street performing entertainment for like 14, 15 years. Yeah. You've got Cole who's been going, you know, three or four years more than me. You've got, and then. The last is, I mean, one of the tips very experienced. She's she's not far behind me with experience. Yeah. And then you've got um, 
But even to guys, even the younger, um, the newer acts are amazing. They just, I mean, and remember, this is a competition where you're all in the same boat. You're not allowed to do any of your past material. Yeah. You're all right in five minutes. And a lot, uh, more of the experienced acts would have a disadvantage because a lot of them fall back on the stuff. Five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, we'd have our material fall back on where normally in clubs, you just go and you sort of know what you're talking about, you're doing your thing. Whereas with this, you've got to go back and do five minutes, which is where the new acts will do well because the new acts are just used to five minutes. They know what a five minute set feels like. Yeah. It is. And, and also, to them, you know, they haven't, their material's probably not as trying to interpret it. In that stage anyway, you know, that embryo of thinking, you know, yeah. that's what they're doing. So, um, we, we still yeah, think I think it's open. We we still think you've got a good shot at it because we we think at the comedy quota that you are the happiest man in comedy because yeah. because you're, you're hugging oh you're in the first episode when you were hugging everybody and also there was a really yeah. no, there was a really nice bit I don't know if you saw it in the second episode where yeah. Prince had obviously Prince who got voted out on the second episode I don't know if I haven't spoiled that for anybody but uh, he gets yeah. voted out but you, you you went to the back and consoled him you obviously knew that he'd had a bit of a stinker and you were yeah. sort of like going yeah you know don't worry and sort of <laughs> it was sort of like you, yeah. it was nice yeah, to see that yeah. I mean, he was such a he's such a nice guy. Everyone's like that, you know. It's it's always nice just being yourself, really. I just think being natural. But I think the first episode of the Liverpool was hilarious because I was just so excited to be back. Everyone get everyone on the streets. Funniest thing. I mean, I enjoyed it so much. It was hilarious. So it was, but, I mean, it's um, no, that's nice. I think I think that's the that's the important thing. You you got to be careful whatever you do. Doesn't matter you're doing the competition. Just as long as you're yourself, really. You've got yeah. to be natural and. I just hope that some people, you know, you're always going to get some people like you, some people won't. You just hope that, yeah. that you know, some people do like you. That's the thing, isn't it? Really? Yeah, well, you, you come across as incredibly happy and friendly. Surely this, the tears of the clown syndrome thing, is there no dark secrets or anything like that? Or are you just that yeah, nice of a bloke? Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. That's what I've been trying to break that myth for years. You know, where everyone always thinks, God, oh, comics are so depressed. <laughs> and stuff like that. And you think, well, you know... Not at all, you know. It's actually that you're getting your job, or you're getting paid just to go around and chat to people every night and meet new people. It's hilarious and make I mean, them smile. Be depressed about that. Exactly. Yeah. You, 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 you do uh, in Edinburgh. You do. You're doing two shows, and one of them's for kids as well, isn't it? It's, yeah. Last yeah. last year was stand up stand up stories and tales for kids who run faster than snails. What, yeah. is, what is it this year? Because you, you always have some some kind of rhyme in there, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. This year it is uh, fairy tales uh, of travels. To dance like camels. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, is, is, is there much of a difference between kid comedy and, and normal comedy? Well, not really. I try not to. Um, you know, I, I mean, the only difference for me really is that for the kids when I, I come out of it, you know, I'll dress up as an Arabian type sort of thing. <laughs> but it's still really me inside, doing this whole thing, and and it's still the same sort of, you know, the same sort of comedy level. I mean, I don't really. Dumb it down. I think that's the problem that a lot of people had yeah. when they're thinking, "Oh, you're doing kids show. You got to really dumb it down." It's not the kids are actually more intelligent than adults. And when you think about it, a lot of adult comedy, most people perform to an audience who have had like a skin full of drink <laughs> or have had a bad fancy pants. So they're they're adapted like. With kids, well, there's some good stuff out there as well for kids at the moment. There's a uh, yeah. little Howard's Big Question that's on every yeah. Wednesday, and uh, yeah. there's also Horrible Histories, which is brilliant yeah. and won awards. That's yeah, yeah, um, so you, would you be looking into going doing stuff like that, or are you just happy doing this, the well, stand up routine? Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy doing, doing the live stuff at the moment. I mean, if I if I did have a chance, I'd go and do some of that other stuff, but, but to be honest, I'm just 
probably this year I've had so much on yeah. doing a lot of stuff that I think this year I'll, I'll do the kids one with one and then maybe two or three of it but I've just got so much on with the adult stuff that I'm probably not going to be able to do as much as, as I hope with the kids stuff I mean the last couple of years I, it was just so so much fun doing it mm. but because it became so big and with a lot of it that um, it's almost like I need two two of me I need two people to do it. <laughs> you've just created two jobs for yourself yeah. and you think oh, cause this, you know because the kids show that you know you, you're going off I mean, it got to one point where I was going off to, like, going off down to the south coast to do a family kids show in the afternoon, and then I had to go up to the Midlands to do an adult show at night time, and it was just, it was crazy. You just do it. <laughs> you just had to get, you know, try and send the clones to do one and then do the other. So, yeah, I mean, it was good. It's good fun, but Tiring. I don't know if I'll be able to do it as much. Yeah. yeah it's just, you know. And you were, you were also doing, you were doing um, the warm-ups as well, weren't you? We've had um, a, mm. a few warm-up people on, uh, Math Brown, who does the uh, Loose oh, Women, yeah. Um, yeah. Another, another Liverpool alumni. Um, and yeah. you, you did the Paul O'Grady warm-up. Was that, that's a, a different sort of style as well, because you've got a, a sort of an older sort of mm. audience as well. What, what was that like? Well, that was hilarious. I mean, uh, first, I, I suppose, for most comics, it would look frightening, just mm. a room full of middle-aged, not even middle-aged, like older, older ladies. Sort yeah. Of thing couple of young students but to be honest it was hilarious I, for me it was perfect it was like my um, you know it gave you a great chance to do your sort of clean comedy in the afternoon you know it was almost like doing the kids show you know where <laughs> you know you could still mess about with them and take the rig and joke and do stuff but just without any swearing or anything that flew or anything you know like that and, and they loved it to be honest you know it's like but and, and even when he came on you know for a great I mean it was just yeah. watching the master at work it was fantastic just seeing him go bang 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 and the way he would like go to a, he would literally he'd go straight to a live audience, a few million people across Britain watching it, and he'd be clean. And then once he came off the break, he'd come on and chat, and then he'd chat with you, and he'd be, and he'd be like effing and blind. And he'd <laughs> just hilarious. Don't destroy the illusion. Like, yeah. Don't destroy the illusion for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so, so that was so that was that was good as well. So what, what's what's the show in Edinburgh this year then? Uh, what, what's so, well, the adult show? Sorry. Well, this one is called um, Hope Me I Feel Good, and it's literally. Just, it's another like one of these, you know, I always try to do something positive and feel good yeah. shows. So this year I, I did, um, you know, because everyone's been talking about all phones being hacked, all about being depressed and yeah. uprising and recession and all that. So I thought I'd do something nice. And So mine's all about going around doing good deeds and stuff. And originally when I started off writing and doing it, I had about eight or nine good deeds. And I've had to I edit it down to about four or five because it's just, you know, it ends up being a two-hour show. Yeah. But it's literally, I do a couple of stories about stuff that I've done, good deeds, see what the audience have done, and then I do a couple more deeds that involve the audience in the show, do a little game show bit, and at the end, there's a, there's a bit where I get them all to, to create the last good deed in the show, sort of thing. So hopefully touch wood, that laughing every night and stuff. So yeah, it's just another one of them, you know, a bit of stand-up and a bit of audience involvement, really. Fantastic. And that's at the Gilded Balloon at 2 o'clock mm-hmm. for the kids one and 8 o'clock for the adult one? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, every day. So 2.30 kids and 8 o'clock every night for the adults. Cool. Uh, Pat, I'm going to have to go. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, uh, no worries, uh, And hopefully I'll get to see you uh, at Edinburgh. Uh, yeah, and thanks, a lot. thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks, mate. Always great to speak to you. I'll see you soon, man. Yeah, I've got to go because uh, the fire alarm in the building is going off. That's why oh, I'm, yeah. I'm rushing that oh, now. No. Sorry, man. <laughs> well, I'll speak to you soon, but let me know when you come to Edinburgh, definitely. Will do. Nice one. All right. All right cheers, Pat. Cheers, Pat. Bye. Bye. 
That's Patrick Monaghan. Um, I don't know how the voting goes. I'm sure it's funny, but if you can, if at the end of his phone vote, uh, definitely dial, dial and put your vote for him. Um, he's got the X factor, um, and, and I think I'm sure he could do with a hundred grand as well. Uh, so that's um, that's that's it really for this show um, for part one of our Edinburgh review. Um, join us next Monday uh, with going a bit more regular uh, with the festival because there's more stuff for us to uh, fit into the show. These ones have been jam packed anyway. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you listen to us on the website or on iTunes. Uh, and if you if you need to get in touch with us, um, you can always contact us on Twitter, uh, which is at Comedy Quota.